is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks as always, Kevin. That's right, Broncos country, friends and family. Ding dong, the witch is dead. It's truly been an historic, unparalleled NFL dynasty in New England. But after throwing a last-minute pick six to lose in the wild card round this past Sunday, I'm here to tell you that the New England Patriots and 42-year-old Tom Brady's run as perennial Super Bowl contenders is... Morally, ethically, spiritually, physically, positively, absolutely, undeniably, and so, friends, the next Denver Broncos contention window has just opened a crack. Oh, but there's a catch. I thought you said she was dead. That was her sister, the Wicked Witch of the East. This is the Wicked Witch of the West. She's worse than the other one. That's right. The Broncos are going to have to figure out a way to dethrone the Wicked Witches of the West by the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's not even to mention the Baltimore Ravens, who appear to be headed to their own three- to four-year contention window with, as Kevin says over and over and over again, a very talented, cheap young quarterback in Lamar Jackson playing on his rookie contract, nice talent surrounding him, and a very good head coach in John Harbaugh. 
Harbaugh. Now, a quick word on the Chiefs, and I'll get into this more deeply probably in March, but their contention window is actually starting to close a bit. The Chiefs are headed into salary cap hell this offseason. I did a little bit of research on this upcoming offseason, and they're almost certainly going to need to cut Sammy Watkins. And even that may not leave them with enough money to sign stud defensive lineman Chris Jones, who they will probably end up slapping with a franchise tag to stay under the cap in 2020. And will also leave them with effectively no money to fill any holes via free agency. They're, they're in some trouble. By the time they're forced to sign Patrick Mahomes uh, to what's likely to be the biggest contract ever signed by an NFL player in a couple of years, they really won't resemble the team you're seeing today in terms of their on-field talent. They will always be a contender as long as Mahomes is their quarterback, I think, or especially if he's as good as he's been to start his career, but they're not going to be the same Super Bowl contenders you see today. But hey, this is Mile High Report, and we're here to talk about the Broncos, right? So today, I wanted to get into one of my truly most favorite parts of the entire NFL season, and that is the personnel chess match that goes on between January and April each year as teams start remaking themselves for the coming season. And really, it's like a triathlon, with each stage being critical to overall success. Stage one is retention and extension of the team's own talent. Stage two is free agency. And stage three, of course, is the rookie draft. Now, we'll get into free agency and the draft in plenty of detail in the weeks to come. But today, I wanted to take a good look at perhaps the most critical of the three phases of the upcoming offseason, which is the retention and extension period. You know, expiring contracts, team options, managing the salary cap, and all that. There could be some extremely compelling free agents out there like Chris Jones from Kansas City or Joe Scobert, the mega-talented linebacker from Cleveland, as well as some elite offensive guards like the Redskins' Brandon Scherf or the, Patrick's Joe, or the Patriots' Joe Thune. And it's the work that John Elway does during this first phase that will dictate whether the Broncos get to play at the top end of the free agent market, but do it in a way that maintains their own talent stack. As I take a 30,000-foot look at the Broncos' cap situation, I'm seeing cap space potentially to grab one possibly two elite grade A type free agents. But to do so, Elway is going to have to get this first phase of the offseason right. Okay, so let's dig into the numbers. SpotTrack has the Broncos with $65 million in cap space to open the 2020 offseason. Let's track that number through phase one. All right, first there are three very easy, high-impact decisions that Elway will make without a second thought. The first one, in fact, he's already made, which is to choose, which is to exercise Von Miller's team option for 2020 that will carry a massive $25 million cap number, but that was really kind of a no-brainer. Vaughn would have had an $11 million dead cap hit should Elway have decided to decline the option. So effectively, you're getting Vaughn Miller next year for $14 million because the $11 million was gone regardless. Now with Khalil Mack making $23.5 million, Demarcus Lawrence at $21 million, and Frank Clark at $20.8 million, Vaughn is still a heck of a bargain at $14 million, even if he's lost a step. Vaughn's option is built into that $65 million cap number, so we're still at $65 million. Okay, the second easy decision is to unload Joe Flacco. His cap hit is $23 million 
2020, but his dead cap hit will be 13 million. If you remember, Elway restructured Flacco's contract in 2019 because the Broncos were over the cap and it gave the Broncos an extra 13 million in 2019 at the cost of 13 million dead cap hit in 2020. So the transaction was actually cap neutral, but dumping Flacco will increase your cap by another 10 million and take it from 65 million to 75 million. The third decision I think is equally easy and that will be to cut Ron Leary. With with Leary's inability to stay healthy and some bad performances when he was healthy, it honestly won't surprise me if he just walks away from the game. Leary has a 9.3 million dollar salary cap number for 2020 with only 800,000 in dead cap for cutting him. So cutting him saves 8.5 million and takes our cap number to 83.5 million. Now the decision start to get a little harder. The other salary that I think you need to look at is Todd Davis. Davis has a $6 million salary for 2020 with a million dollar cap hit if you cut him. This is another toughie, but I just don't see Todd Davis as a good scheme fit for Vic Fangio, especially with his inability to cover tight ends. I definitely don't see him being your starter in 2020, and $5 million is probably too much for a backup linebacker, so I think you're going to either let him go or sign him for high-end second-string money. Let's assume Elway cuts him, and that's going to take us to $88.5 million in cap space, and all significant trimmable salaries have been trimmed. All right, so now let's move on to signing our own free agents. The first one, and by far the most obvious, is Justin Simmons. The bad news on Simmons is that he's earned top-of-the-market safety. The news, though, is that safety is really not a prime position from a salary perspective. Right now, the top-paid safety in the NFL is the Bears' Eddie Jackson at $14.6 million per year. I'm thinking that Elway and Simmons are going to negotiate in good faith and very privately, and this deal is going to get done without any drama. I'm guessing Elway is going to offer a team-friendly deal for something like four years and $50 million. Simmons and his agent will counter with something equally player-friendly, maybe five years and $80 million, and they'll settle for something like four years and $60 million. That's $15 million a year, which would make him the NFL's highest paid safety for a time, and it takes you to $73.5 million cap space remaining. All right, Chris Harris Jr. is next, and I'm honestly just not seeing much mutual interest there. I think CHJ has lost a step. By his own admission, he had, he had a substandard year in 2019, and sadly, I think it's just one of those relationships where you have, have had both sides grow cold on each other, and I think it's just time to move on. That's kind of where I think the Broncos and Chris Harris Jr. are with each other. I think you'll see Elway offer him a contract, but it's likely to be just this side of insulting, and I'm expecting Chris Harris Jr. to leave for better pastures. Your other three key Bronco free agents are Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf, and Connor McGovern. Now, my instinct on Shelby Harris is that this his market value is still pretty high, and he's going to provide more value somewhere else than he is here, so I'm fully expecting him to sign somewhere else. With Wolf, on the other hand, I think he had just the opposite scenario. I just don't see that much market for him out there. He's at the tail end of his career, and he's beyond where he's going to be making premium money. He
extremely well in Fangio's scheme this year, so I think he's still a good fit in Denver. But I'm guessing he's going to be looking at something fairly pithy salary-wise, like two years for $12 million. And I mean, really, who wants to work for two years and only make $12 million these days? But I suppose Wolfie will swallow it and make it happen. All right, so McGovern is a different story altogether. Now, he's in a position on the interior offensive line that is just painfully thin in free agency this year. So he's likely to find some interest assuming Elway lets him test the market. A league average center right now is going to make about $6 million a year. And McGovern is probably just a bit above league average, but I'm guessing that this thin market is going to push up his market value quite a bit. And Elway's going to give him something along the lines of four years and $36 million or $9 million a year, you know, thanks to this thin market, which will be a bit of a hard pill for Elway to swallow. So it probably, but, but it probably beats the alternative of starting over at both center and right guard. So Wolf and McGovern are another 15 million off the cap combined, which leaves us at about 58.5 million. Okay, now step down from these guys. You also have some depth guys like Mike Purcell, Will Parks, Devontae Booker, and Elijah Wilkinson who have played out their contracts. But honestly, with 11 draft picks coming up in April, I don't see Elway or Fangio making any big effort to sign any of them, at least not for any meaningful kind of salary cap hit. Now, personally, I'd like to see Elway think ahead and take care of Alexander Johnson and Philip Lindsay, both of whom are scheduled to make basically the rookie league minimum next year. Sutton, too, if you can work around the $1.5 million dead cap hit for terminating his rookie contract, perhaps Elway can buy out the rest of their co rookie contracts and accelerate their first post-rookie salaries into the next couple of years. With Lindsay, I think you're talking about fairly modest numbers, something like four years and $15 million. But I'll be a little surprised if Elway does that. I think he's thinking more along the lines of winning now, and he'll likely let his young guys assume the injury risk of playing out their rookie contracts and then deal with the pain of resigning them later. Okay, so now we have 58.5 in cap space to work with, less about 11.5 million in expected rookie contracts, which will leave about $47 million for a nice little free agency binge and hopefully extending some of your young talent. In my estimation, at least, that will be enough to get a name or possibly two from the top of the free agent market and perhaps another two or three from the lower end of the market. So to recap phase one of the official Skipper Dude offseason plan for the Broncos, there's really nothing particularly exciting about the retention extension period. Elway has already exercised Von Miller's contract. Absolutely no surprise there. And we're going to cut Joe Flacco and turn down the option on Ron Leary. No surprise there either. We're then going to make Justin Simmons the NFL's highest paid safety at $15 million a year. And we're going to re-sign Derek Wolf for two years at $12 million. And Connor McGovern is going to get a very nice payday at four years and $36 million. After holding back $11.5 million in cap space, for your draft picks that's going to leave the Broncos with $47 million for the free agency period with the hopes of bringing in one and possibly two top-end free agents. Now, personnel-wise, here's where you are after this first phase of the offseason. On offense, you have Locke and Brandon Allen at quarterback. You might consider uh, upgrading Allen with a maybe a Blake Bortles type of a backup, but honestly, I was pretty happy that Brandon Allen can be your guy in 2020. Your offensive line is Bowles, Reisner, McGovern, and Juwan James. 
Then you have Fant, Hireman, and Fumagalli at tight end. Pretty solid there. Possibly Jake Butt, but I'm not holding my breath. Then Sutton, Patrick, Hamilton, and Winfrey at wide receiver. Lindsey and Freeman at running back. On defense, you're very thin at defensive line with just Wolf, Dremont Jones, and Demarcus Walker. And also thin at inside linebacker with just Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell because, remember, we cut... Todd Davis up above. You're absolutely loaded at outside linebacker with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Justin Hollins, Malik Reed, and Jeremiah Atachu. You're thin and shaky at cornerback with Bryce Callahan, Devontae Bosby, and Isaac Yottam, possibly Devontae Harris. And you have possibly the best safety combination in the NFL with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, but you're also fairly thin there, having let Will Parks walk. So bottom line, heading into free agency in the draft, your offense is fairly close to being complete, with just a couple holes to fill. On defense, you have some nice building blocks, but you have quite a number of depth needs to fill. But you also have $47 million and 11 draft picks, including five of the first 100 picks to fill them. It's not a bad place to be, in all honesty. Now, next week, we're going to take a deep dive into the toughest decision of this offseason and perhaps of any of John Elway's tenure as GM of the Broncos. And that is going to be whether he should consider trading Von Miller. And then in early March, we'll move on to the free agency period. And then in April, of course, we'll take a deep dive into the rookie draft. Kevin, back to you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Awesome, awesome from the Skipper Dude, as always. That was one of my favorite segments ever from him, starting off with The Witch is Dead and, of course, ending with the um, his view of what the Broncos should do with our first stage in the offseason, the retention and extension phase, which I really, I, I really like that phrase. I don't know if that's something he came up with himself. Either way, it's a really good way of saying what, what the first stage is. Um, I apologize again. My, my voice is out. Um, I've been sick for just all the time that this entire fall I'm, I'm going to a specialist this week so I'm going to do another short segment I, I'm sorry for that fortunately again the skipper dude let off the show with just fantastic fantastic information and I appreciate that he is he's kind of carrying us here as I try to work out my my health a little bit um, I do want to say a few things um, before I, I let go before my, my voice is unfortunately gone um, I do agree with almost everything the skipper dude says some really good um facts about where we are salary wise I'm really curious what the Broncos do on some points you know if they if they franchise Simmons or if they resign him 
um, what they do with, with Ron Leary, uh, Todd Davis. I think those are kind of question marks that we don't really know yet. Um, Joe Flacco seems obviously gone. Miller is obviously staying. And then it comes down to the question of Wolf, McGovern, uh, Chris Harris Jr. But I think Skipper dude really nailed them all. And in the end, um, as you listen to his his segment, they end up with $47 million in money to spend for free agents. And I think that the guys that he and I are looking for are guys like Schobert and, um, and Chris Jones, if Chris Jones ends up leaving Kansas City. So a big monster in the middle and then a, a linebacker really build that defense from the middle outwards. I do think you're still going to need another cornerback and you're really going to need to beef up that defensive line. But these are things you can do in the draft and obviously in free agency. Um, I really like where the Broncos are. I think that they, they're they in a good place uh, money-wise. Um, they're in a good place with young um, talent and obviously a good place with a young, cheap quarterback, which, as as we all know, is really one of the only ways to win in the NFL right now. Like Skipper Dude says, with Baltimore and Kansas City, even with Houston. I mean, you see these teams, that's how they're getting here, either with a hall of fame talent like Aaron Rodgers or with a young cheap quarterback even like you know Allen in Buffalo Broncos have that now and I think they need to open take advantage of that window that's going to open as they found that quarterback who hopefully will continue to progress rather than regress obviously we don't know if that's going to happen Locke could regress he could end up being a bust we don't know but from what we saw it looks like he's a guy we can absolutely build around and the team can can really focus now on contention immediately. And I think Skipper Dude's totally right with the, the issues Kansas City is going to have. And you see a lot of these teams that put all their all their eggs in one basket, and it's 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 almost inevitable that's what you have to do. You you find guys that you think are are you know the most valuable valuable players on your team and you do everything you can to keep them. And um Broncos have that now, you know, that that choice with Simmons, they're gonna have that that big decision to make with Von Miller, of course. Um, Von Miller is a great example that if he doesn't take less money, is it smart for the Broncos to keep him? You know, it, it is a good question. I'm not in favor of trading him, but I definitely understand the question. Um, so I think as as we've spoken all off season, things are looking up. Um, I think we're really going to see where this team is headed in this first stage. You know, with who they retain. Is Ron Leary cut? Joe Flacco is almost surely going to be cut. Um, and then, you know, Wolf McGovern, we'll see if they keep them. I think Skipper Dude makes a really good point with McGovern staying because there just is not that much talent in the middle of the offensive line available, nor is it ever. And McGovern was definitely solid enough that you're going to want to sign him and maybe slightly overpay him. Um, with you, with him, um, Reisner, James, hopefully if James is, James is ever healthy, and then even Bowles, if he continues to to improve at least a little bit for one more year at least, you got a fairly decent line, and Locke proved that he can work behind a not-so-great line. And again, it's such a benefit for the Broncos to be able to go into the draft and to be able to pick the player, the best player available. That's the way you want to be able to draft. That's the way you make winning teams. You bring in guys who are superstars, no matter where you pick, if you pick at 15, remember now that Tua is coming out, they're going to have yet another quarterback go before them, almost surely, and it's going to make some of these really, really ultra-talented players that aren't quarterbacks drop to the Broncos at 15. 
Um, I think the Broncos stay at 15. I think they pick, you know, maybe a, a wide receiver, maybe a cornerback, maybe a defensive lineman, maybe an offensive lineman. There are a lot of options out there, and it all depends on who they value the most that drops at 15. And I think as we've talked about many times too, Elway seems to have figured out that he needs to draft guys who are uberly talented, but also smart, intelligent, hardworking guys who love the game of football. That is such a necessity, I believe, in building a good culture and in building a good team. You have to have guys who want to be there, who have to want to to work their tails off and to suffer a little bit for a team. And the Broncos really have some of those guys in in Drew Locke, in Cortland Sutton, and in Lindsey. And I think that they need to reward them as well. I think that I think that they should resign Lindsey and Sutton and even Alexander Johnson in the offseason. I don't know if they will, but I think you need to reward guys who work their tails off and show that these are the guys we want to build around. Now, are these running backs going to get big money? I don't think so, and I hope not, honestly. I don't know if Lindsey will or even should stay past his his rookie contract because even if he is really good, or even if he's special, you can't overpay running backs. I really believe that. You start to see these issues with the LA Rams, even with the Dallas Cowboys, that they overpay running backs. And running back is it's just simply a position that can be filled with other cheaper talent. Now, not necessarily, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Look at Seattle. when Once they lost their number one running back, they became one of the worst running teams in the league. And they have a running style offense. That's a big problem. But the Broncos, they got to be careful how much money they spend on Lindsey. And I think that's just the case with running back in today's NFL, which is a bummer for Lindsey. It's a bummer for running backs, and it's a bummer for Broncos fans. But I don't know if he's going to get a big paycheck, and I'm not honestly sure he even should. Now, I hope he stays with the team, of course, but um, we'll see how that goes moving forward, especially when his um, when his rookie contract comes to an end. Anyway, really curious to see the the playoffs this week. I thought last week was absolutely phenomenal, really fun to watch. I got all four games correct, so um, props to me. Won a little bit of money. Um, I really like the Vikings going into this week. I think they're they're a they a fun team to watch. They've got issues, especially at cornerback, but they're a deep team. They have a good defensive line, a good offensive line, a great running back, and a quarterback who is vastly underrated, I think. And a guy who, yeah, he hasn't always shown up in big games, but he can. You know, if if, if Cook is going, the play action for Minnesota is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a good dude, a guy that I root for personally. Um, and so really they're, they're one of the teams that I'm, I'm rooting for. I, I've got a little bit of history with Minnesota as well. Um, and it'll, I'll be really curious to see what they do this week against San Francisco, Kansas city, Baltimore. I have both winning as well. Um, and then the other game, Seattle and green Bay. Um, I, I believe I had Seattle coming out as well. So the underdog playing on the road. Uh, I just think Russell Wilson is a beast who finds ways to win. They got a good coach, great quarterback. And I just simply like Russell Wilson more than I do Aaron Rodgers, as anyone would know who listens to this show. Anyway, those are those are my picks for the week. Um, I'll be curious how it turns out and, um, and excited to watch this week of football. And we can see again, you know, that the ways these teams are winning. I think the one exception is San Francisco. I think they paid quite a bit of money for Garoppolo, who is not a great quarterback. And I think that is unusual. You do see it. You saw it with, with Flacco in Baltimore, and you've seen it obviously in other places as well, where a mediocre quarterback is getting a lot of money. Um, and it's partly because they've done a really, really good job of building 
a team around young talent, especially on defense in San Francisco. They got a really, really smart coach, and they just have a lot of young guys who contribute. And that's a, a big, big shout out to John Lynch, their GM, who obviously is a guy we all root for, I believe, in Denver. Um, but aside from them, you have then you have the two Hall of Famers, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, and then you got the youngsters in Mahomes, um, Jackson, and um, uh, okay, Cousins. Uh, Cousins is another, you know, uh, Mea culpa. He is actually another one that is like Garoppolo. He's not a great quarterback, and he makes a lot of money. Um, so, you know, I guess there are two teams going against the two ways that I say are the only ways to win. So I guess maybe maybe in this case um, they're proving me a little bit wrong. Or maybe Garoppolo and Cousins end up being Hall of Fame talent. There are still a lot to be proven in that case. All right, my voice is starting to really go out, so I will talk to you all next week. I hope you enjoyed um, the Skipper Dude, especially just such a great segment. Uh, major, major props to him for for the work he he put into that. Um, I do also want to say that we, we're going to have one more show next week, um, and then we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're going to do about four weeks off. Uh, Tim Lynch over at Mile High Report was nice enough to to let us take a little time off. I've got a baby coming in the beginning of February. I've got a lot of stuff going on here in Germany. And of course, as you can tell, um, I'm not at the best of health these days. So I need to get healthy. Skipper Dude also has some things going on. So we're going to take a, a about a month break starting after next week's show. So we'll again announce that after next week. But we'll definitely be back. No worries. The, the Broncos and Broadwars podcast is not going away forever. It's just going to take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a hiatus, and we'll be back in the middle or end of February to get right back into free agency and to see what the Broncos are going to do to start the real meat and potatoes of the off season. So you all take care, stay healthy and, um, send, send your, your thoughts and prayers over to me. Did I get healthy, please? And that our baby and everything regarding the baby turns out all right here in the next few weeks. I'll do the same for all of you as well. Thanks you so much for listening and we will see you next week.